Hello there, this is Jeff, one of the team at Sydney Observatory, which is part of the Museum of Applied Arts and Sciences, and I'm going to take you on a tour for what's visible for the month of June. You will need some supplies for this tour that will make it much easier to follow. The main one is a star map. You can download the star map from our website or in the Australasian Sky Guide by Dr Nick Lom. Perhaps 40 to 50 minutes after sunset, go outside and find somewhere with as clear a view as you can get of all four cardinal directions. I want you to start by looking west. What do you see? Do you see any stars? Is one much brighter than the others? How do you know they are stars? And more importantly, what are stars? For a long time, they simply accepted them as distant objects. It's only relatively recently that we have discovered that each one of these twinkling points of light is a nuclear engine of unimaginable fury, converting millions of tons of fuel into energy every second for millions to billions of years. Up close, every one is a deadly source of heat and radiation, but across the gulf of space and time, they help us navigate, they inspire, they act as a canvas for pictures and as characters in stories. This first character, or star, that we will look at may still be hanging in the fading glow of sunset. It is the brightest star in the night sky and is known as Sirius the Dog Star. It's roughly 20 degrees above the horizon. But is there a convenient way for you to measure this? Yes, there is. Simply hold out your hand and spread your fingers. From pinky tip to thumb tip, is approximately 20 degrees regardless of your age and size. Sirius is just under nine light years away and I want you to think about that. It doesn't matter what star or planet you're looking at in the sky. You're seeing them as they were, not as they are. So this means you're seeing it as it was nine years ago. You're looking back in time. It's about twice the diameter of the sun and about 25 times as bright. Being close to the horizon, it's about 30% fainter than it is when overhead because of the thicker atmosphere as you look toward the horizon. Thousands of years ago, Egyptians used this star to work out the length of the year to within 11 minutes of what we use today for the length of the tropical year. If you've ever played dot to dot, here is your first chance tonight to hunt for patterns within the stars or constellations. Sirius marks the chest of the big dog. Its neck and head, lower at the moment, consist of fainter stars that are very difficult to see. So you use your imagination to fill in the missing parts. From Sirius, go so slightly to the left for the front legs, then back up from Sirius to the next bright star for the bottom, splitting off for the rear legs and the tail. And did I mention a star map would help? Turn to the left a little and go a little higher to 30 degrees, or one handspan and one clenched fist. Here you will see the second brightest star in the night sky. This one is much bigger than Sirius. It's about 310 light years away, 70 times the diameter, and 10,000 times brighter than the sun. The extra distance means we see it as the second brightest star in the night sky, but the brightest star in Carina the Keel. This is a constellation that was part of a much larger one called Argo Navis. 
the ship that carried Jason and the Argonauts in search of the Golden Fleece. Again, turn to your left so you're facing south and up to 60 degrees or three handspans to see a small, bright and famous constellation known as Crux or the Southern Cross. At this time of year, it clearly looks like its namesake, a Christian cross, but to different communities around the world, it looks like different things. To some, it is an anchor, a footprint of an eagle, a stingray or an emu head. Different cultures have different ideas. Most of our stories have come from the Middle East, thousands of years ago via Egypt and Greece, but that doesn't mean they are the only way to see things. In Australia, there is an ever-increasing awareness of the rich, indigenous knowledge of the sky that predates all other. Where possible, I would urge everyone to engage with community and listen. We know this is the real cross because if you look to its left, as we see it now, you can see two bright stars that point toward the cross. The more distant is the third brightest star in the night sky and the closest to us after the sun at 4.3 light years. It is known as Alpha Centauri, Rigel Centaurus, or Tolyman. Even a modest telescope will resolve or split this twinkling light into two stars similar to the Sun that are locked in a gravitational dance of about 80 years to orbit each other. Further away, and too small to be seen, is a smaller dwarf star in orbit of these two stars in orbit of each other. This little star is called Proxima Centauri, as it is the one that comes closer than any other, our neighbour. This is a rich part of our galaxy, the Milky Way, to scan if you have a small telescope or a pair of binoculars. Leaving the Southern Cross, turn to your left until you see one bright golden orange star, about 30 degrees above the horizon. That star is the brightest star in the constellation of the Scorpion. It is the 15th brightest star in the night sky and only about 12 million years old. At 800 times the diameter of the sun and 15 times its mass, it must be a young massive star that is already showing signs of running low on fuel. For such a star, it can do only one thing, and that is explode as a supernova, sometime within the next few million years. It is called Antares, meaning rival of Mars, as the red planet and this star come close together every few years. Concentrate on Antares and you should be able to see fainter stars equidistant on either side that make a relatively straight line. Go toward the left and up and look for a T-junction from this line of three. These stars represent the head and the claws of the scorpion. Go back past Antares, which is the heart, and follow a sweeping curve of stars that make a hook or a tail. With the star map as a guide, it will be much easier to see. Away from the cities and towns on a moonless night, this area is the brightest part of the Milky Way and is quite literally breathtaking. The core of our galaxy, with its monstrous black hole Sagittarius A star, is right on the horizon at this time. Not that you can ever actually see it anyway. As you may suspect, continue to your left, to the northeast, and look for the fourth brightest star in the night sky at roughly 26 degrees above the horizon. 
It is classed as a red giant and is the brightest star in the northern sky, and it is called Arcturus. Being only about 38 light years away, 25 times the diameter of the sun, and 170 times brighter makes it conspicuous. Despite its size, it's only slightly more massive than the sun, which tells us it is at the end of its life and will shortly die by gently shedding the outer layers to expose the hot nuclear heart that will then cool over billions of years as a white dwarf. A similar fate awaits the sun, but not for another few billion years. Go up from Arcturus to about 60 degrees and the 16th brightest star. It is a blue-white star, again roughly 12 million years old, and 25,000 degrees on the surface at about 260 light years away. It is called Spica. It is the brightest star in the constellation of Virgo. Like so many other stars, it is a multiple star. The two stars that we see as one are both bigger than the Sun and can only be separated by looking at their spectra, or rainbows of light. It is a well-studied star, even back to the time of Hipparchus of Nicaea in the 2nd century BCE, as it is close to the ecliptic, which is the line along which the planets, Sun and Moon seem to move. It is thought that this is the star that helped him identify the precession of the equinoxes, a 26,000-year wobble of the Earth's axis caused by the gravitational pull of the Sun and the Moon. From Spica, head down and to your left again to the nor-nor-west, and look for what appears to be a faint upside-down question mark, using the map as a guide. It may not be easy to see, but it's worth a try as it represents the head and chest of Leo the Lion, another of the zodiacs. Our last stop for the evening is a star about 11 light years away in the west-northwest and about 20 degrees above the horizon. It too is a binary star with one a little bit bigger and one a little smaller than the sun. To the naked eye, they appear as the eighth brightest star at night, Procyon. Its name comes from Greece and means before the dog as it rises before the brightest star at night, Sirius, where we started our tour. Special events for June 2019. Phases of the Moon. New Moon is on Monday the 3rd at 8.02pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. First Quarter Moon on Monday the 10th at 3.59pm. Full Moon on Monday the 17th at 6.31pm and last quarter on Tuesday the 25th at 7.46pm. The winter solstice is on Saturday the 22nd, with the sun reaching its most northerly point as we see it at 1.54am. This marks the day of the least amount of daylight. The night sky is dominated by Jupiter low in the east in the 13th zodiac of Ophiuchus. Jupiter will be at its brightest on the 10th and the 11th, when it is overhead at midnight. On the night of the full moon, the two will be close together. On the 18th and 19th, immediately after sunset, Mercury and Mars will be less than one moon diameter apart, low in the western sky. Saturn starts to reappear in the evening sky later in the month in the constellation of Sagittarius. The morning sky is dominated by the goddess of love and beauty, Venus as it moves from Aries into Taurus.
Don't forget, you can purchase your copy of the Australasian Sky Guide at most bookstores or from our website at www.maz.museum and of course at the Powerhouse Museum and Sydney Observatory. We love to interact with our audience and I especially with teachers, so please leave any comments below or email me at learn at maz.museum. We have astronomy, weather and Australian Indigenous astronomy programs for school children from early stage one through to stage six spectroscopy and relativity. My name is Jeff and I hope you've enjoyed this tour of the June night skies.